off the new year, we'll be starting it off with an extra night of worship. We do this about once a quarter where you can come together with us, join in together for just a night of worship. And uh, we spend about an hour uh, in God's presence. And so make sure you take note of that so that we can come together collectively as a family, church family, and worship the Lord. And, and I believe powerful things happen when people worship. So uh, plan to be with us. Another opportunity that you have uh, for spiritual growth and connectivity with God in this new year is coming right up. Uh, we have done this for several years and so we don't make a huge deal about it other than to encourage you to think and pray about giving 21 days of fasting to God. Now if you're familiar with fasting you may be a little hesitant to see the joy in that uh, because uh, fasting involves giving something up in order to get closer to God. As a matter of fact, fasting, some people think fasting is to get God to do what you want Him to do. I look at fasting as more God getting you to do what He wants you to do. And so when you do what God wants you to do, how many know God's going to bless that, right? And uh, God's going to do some supernatural things in your life uh, through this year. So uh, the last 21 days of January, we commit ourselves to fasting and prayer. And so that starts this Wednesday, uh, the 10th. And so you can think about what you could give up for God. Maybe it would be caffeine or something like that. Uh, which might affect your relationships for 21 days or things like that, I don't know. But uh, for 21 days, what is it you could give up for God? And, and if you buy your coffee, here's another thought, is if you buy whatever it is that you drink and whatever, then you could give that money away that you, that you would save over that 21 days. And you could give it to a charity. Uh, you could give it to... Uh, someone in need that you know of uh, that maybe is hurting at this time uh, and just bless them just be maybe give a random gift card to somebody and just just bless them at a, at a random in a random way uh, I don't know how God might lead you but pray about it another thing you could think about fasting and this is really radical is uh, for 21 days give up social media Gasp, yeah, that took the wind right out of you, right? For some of you, man. But seriously, uh, that might free up two hours of your day uh, for some of you. Uh, and, and so those things that you say you don't have time for, for life group or for Bible study or uh, Bible reading or whatever, you know, you give up social media, all of a sudden there's two hours of the day, uh, you just gain. Uh, maybe some of you aren't quite that, that extreme, but uh, you might just pray about what God would have you to do, and uh, I believe God will lead you. If you need some help with that, there, there's books available at the resources area and pamphlets available about fasting. Uh, if you want to do something like Daniel fast over those 21 days, like Daniel did in the Bible, all you got to do is Google Daniel uh, fast and more stuff will come up than you can possibly read in this lifetime. So anyway, uh, just uh, allow God to lead you, and I know it's going to be an incredible year. 
Uh, Happy New Year, right? We're, we're on to it. 2018 is here. And I believe that it is, no doubt in my mind, it is going to be the best year ever, not just in my life, not just in yours, but in our church as well. How many of you are agreeing with me? It's going to be our best year yet. And so uh, we've been around 17 years, but I believe as we go toward our 18th year that God's just going to do some incredible things. And I believe some of you came today ready. Did anybody come ready? Huh? Did you come ready? All right. So uh, I believe that uh, God's going to do some things. So here, here's the thing, is many people start out a year with resolutions, you know, I'm going to make this resolution, that resolution. And there's some top resolutions that kind of are common with people. They say a lot of people talk about getting organized. You know, I need to get my act together. Uh, some people talk about getting in shape. And, you know, I need to lose weight or I need to exercise or whatever. Some people talk about their finances. You know, I, this year I need to get my finances in order and in better shape that way. Uh, other people talk about, I want more joy in the new year. You know, I want more peace and happiness uh, in my life. And so we're going to look at some of these resolutions over the next four weeks, some of the most popular but we're going to look at it through the lens of God's Word and what God has to say. Because here's what I believe. I believe when God's on board, you can do anything, right? I believe when God's on board, when God's the captain of your ship, so to speak, then you can go through any storm, any situation, any circumstance in life and come out on the other side. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? In your life, you can identify with that personally that God does that because Paul said it like this I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength there's nothing I cannot do with with his strength on my behalf so today we're going to talk about getting organized all right some of you are so excited about this topic others of you are like seriously I came to church for this uh, so uh, here's the thing, is many of us feel like, I got to get my act together. You know, I, I got to get my life together. I, I got to get better organized. I, I got to get it together. And so I was thinking about that this week, and I thought, you know, this is kind of where it started with me. Is a, you know what this is? Yeah. And, and, and see, this is actually my daughter's. Here's the one that looks a little bit more like probably the one I had in school. There. It is kind of like, remember that cardboard thing? You know? And, and I always wanted one like with Superman on it or something. You know, it's really important to get the right one and uh, to have. But uh, that's kind of where organization started with me. And then I, I moved on up to a day timer. You with me on that? Remember these? You know, I, I mean, this was like next to the Bible for me because I did not want to lose this thing or I would lose my life. You know what I'm saying? Because I had every number, I had contacts, I had dates, I had all this stuff inside of here. And every year, you know, I'd get a new daytimer insert to put in my notebook and everything and, and get all the dates transferred over and all. And then I found out 
when smartphones came along, you'd do it all on your phone. The beauty of having it right there in your pocket all the time. So I remember talking to my wife because we were daytimer people, you know, and I was like, babe, you need to move over to the phone. You know, it's awesome. And she's like, no, because then you lose, you lose stuff. And what I say, you can lose this, you know, you can misplace this or whatever. And, and, uh, and, and so, you know, it's so easy and it alerts you. This doesn't, you know, it's in pencil or pen or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't alert you. And this thing dings, you know, even the day before or week before. You just set it up to whatever. And, and so we've just been free ever since then and able to, able to uh, just go paperless on our, our daytimer thing. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we talk about getting organized and some of you, that just thrills your heart today to think that we're talking about this topic and you're already nudging the person perhaps next to you who doesn't feel the same way as you do. But we all come from a different perspective. And it's kind of funny how sometimes opposites attract and things like that. But we're going to learn from two people in the Bible that had two different perspectives on this. They had two different orientations when it came to life and one of them was named Mary and Mary figured you know I think you got to love God well and people well I think that's where it's at and you know what that's what Jesus said Jesus said when one time he was asked what's the most important thing that you can do and he says well most important thing you can do is love God and love people. And so it really all comes down to that. So today we're going to look at how we can do this better. Because I just want to say right up front. There's no scripture that says thou shalt get organized. <laughs> all right. Now I know some of you are hoping it's in there somewhere. But it's not. Okay. The Bible doesn't talk about you know it, get organized. But organization, listen to this, is great. Organization is awesome as long as it helps you to love God well and love your neighbor as yourself. If it does that, then it's great organization and important in our lives. But the Bible talks more about heart management than life management because the the Bible says and teaches us that God looks on the heart. People look on the outside, but God looks on the heart. Because the heart is what's more important. And how many of you know if your heart's right, everything else will get right? You know, if you start with the inside first. So to have our best year yet, here's, the, here's kind of the big overriding principle. So if you check out after this, that's okay. Because this, this is like the big thought is... I must protect the immediate from overtaking what's most important. See, because what happens is, for many of us, it's the immediate that gets our attention. Oh, I got to do this today. Or, oh, this came up. You know, and some of us just live from one crisis to the next. You know, it's just like a pinball life. You know, you just have, you know, a crisis and all. You're almost looking for, I wonder what my Monday crisis is going to be, you know, that I can get off track with. 
And so God wants to help us to live a more purpose-filled life. And a lot of immediate things can cause us to listen to this. Have an overwhelmed schedule and an underwhelmed soul. And God wants our soul to be prosperous. And so there's a better chance of you having your best year yet if you'll get this right. Okay? If you'll get this right. And Jesus is going to help us get it right. In Luke chapter 10, if you have a Bible, you can go ahead and turn there. If you have it on your device, you can pull it up. Luke chapter 10. Uh, if you don't have either one of those, then we'll have it on the screen here in a moment. We have it in the version notes as well uh, that you can look it up. But Luke chapter 10, here's what it says because it talks about two people that Jesus really liked to hang out at their house, which is pretty incredible thinking, isn't it? That Jesus would hang out at your house, but, but he did with these folks. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had to say. If you're going to have your best year yet, you've got to do this. First thing to write down if you're taking notes is open your life daily to God. You need to open your life daily to God. Martha and Mary opened their home up to God. Now, I'll be honest today, uh, I, I didn't really look forward to going to the dentist when I was a kid. Anybody with me on that? And uh, here's why. I, I've, I've gotten to where I don't, I don't fear the dentist like I used to because a lot of it was fear. And the fear came because I was a two-day flosser, all right? In other words, two days before my dentist appointment, I'd say, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist in two days. I better get the flossing, you know? Because they're going to be in there probing and picking and whatever and all, and they're going to be, you know, upset with me. And I'm not taking care of my teeth, and I'm going to fool them, right? I'm going to fool them, and, and I'm going to do this in two days, and it's all going to be good. I didn't fool anybody, right? I didn't feel like my gums would bleed and whatever. And they say, you know, you're a two-day flosser, aren't you? <laughs> no, I didn't really say that. But uh, <laughs> it would have been funny if they did, though. They'd be calling me out. But, you know, I didn't want to be ashamed. I didn't want them saying, you know, you don't take very good care of your teeth. You better do that and whatever. And I got to thinking about that. And I thought, you know, that may be the way some people think about church. They think, you know, if I go to church, it's going to point out that I'm not a flosser spiritually. You know, it's going to point out that I'm not taking care of my spiritual part of my life well. And, and it's just going to make me feel bad. So what do we do to avoid that feeling? We avoid what causes the feeling, right? So some people just, you know, don't go to church then. Or, or they think, well, you know, God, you know, he's going to be upset with me because I've not been, you know, flossing spiritually in my life. I've not been taking care of, uh, of my spiritual hygiene, you know. I've not been taking care of my life. And so here's what we do. We avoid the thing we need the most. 
right? The thing I needed the most was to go to the dentist. Because when I left the dentist, I was glad I went. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, when, when I left, I was like, hmm, that feels good. Wow, they are slick. I mean, that's, that's some slick stuff there, you know? I mean, my teeth were so shiny and so slick and everything. And, all, and, and, and I, I appreciated how it impacted my life when I left. And that's the same, same thing with church and with God. God's not out to get you. He's out to help you. He's out to help you get your act together, to help you to be able to be a better person, to be all he intended for you to be. So don't pull back from what God can do in your life. Don't pull back from it. Here, here's what the psalmist says. Look at, look at what Psalm says. He says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Now, this blows me away. He delights in every detail of their lives. Does that not blow you away? I mean, God's a busy guy. God's a busy person. He's got the universe to take care of, you know? And the Bible says, but he cares about every detail of my life. Isn't that amazing? God does the same thing with you. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. You know what? In this next year, I don't want to. I'm not planning to. I hope not to. But I'm probably going to stumble at some point. I'm probably going to miss the mark. I'm, I'm probably going to not live it quite just exactly right. And you're probably going to do that too. And here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about messing up. If, if instead of running away from him, if I'll run to him, here's what the Bible says. I don't have to fail. I don't have to fall and stay down. Why? Because his hand is holding my hand. And when your hand is holding the hand of God, he will get you through whatever you're going through. Come on, somebody. Right? So over this year, when you blow it, when your marriage messes up, when your finances are screwed over, when you are in a pickle, when you are, you know, when you, when you sin and mess up and you know it, don't run from God. Don't run from church. Run to Him. Run to his family and allow God to continue his work in your life. Keep opening yourself to him. Open that marriage to God. If it's struggling today, open it up to the God who can make it better. Open it up. If in work, if you're, if you're not getting along at work and you're struggling at work, then open up your work to God. Let Jesus in your office. Let him on the job site. Let him come in in the power of his presence. If you're struggling with your teenager and you're like, good night, how did I give birth to this? You know, and, and I, I just can't believe that, you know, this, this can't be, you know, and you're struggling and it's all kinds of hell breaking loose in your home, then let a little bit of heaven come in right let the presence of God open your heart to the presence of God in your life because I'll tell you what we've got to do in this new year we've got to protect what's most important and what's most important is letting God 
in our lives, right? It's opening our heart more and more to Him. And then the second thing to write down is declutter your life. You need to declutter your life. Somebody said, now we're talking, right? All right, now I'll confess today that I'm one of those people that I think I'm going to need that one day. (laughs) Haven't needed it in 10 years, but you know, you just never know. And, and so this isn't an easy area for me. However, however, uh, my wife, God's been working in my wife, life, my, my life, through my wife. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm not as much of a clutterer that I, as I used to be. And I have learned the freedom that can come from declutter. You know, from getting rid of some stuff. And so now I kind of look around at what can I get rid of, you know? Uh, what can I throw out? And so, you know, one of the things was I, I got this new sweater. Everybody like my sweater? I got, my, got this new sweater for Christmas. My wife got it for me, so it doesn't matter if you like it or not. She liked it, and she likes me in it, so that's all that matters, right? <laughs> doesn't matter what you think, so... Just keep your opinion to yourself if it's otherwise. So anyway, when I, when I got the sweater and I got some shirts and stuff, I thought, you know, I need to make room. And so I, I started looking and I thought, I haven't worn that sweater in how long? It's out of shape. It's, you know, jacked up, you know, looks grungy now at this point. Doesn't look like this new one. And so I thought, you know... I'm going to start a Goodwill pile. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I started my Goodwill pile and started piling up stuff. And I, I got to tell you, I felt good. I felt good to do some decluttering. And, and I'll do that in my office, you know. And, and, all, and we try to instill this to our daughter, Alexis. Mm. Pray for us, all right? If you don't have anything else to pray about, <laughs> pray about that. Because uh, we say, hey, when, when you got all this all over the place, you don't know where anything is. And, and she's like, yes, I do. And then she'll say, now, where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. And we'll say, listen, you know, I got like one spot for my keys. I got one spot for my wallet. I got one spot for my shoes. I got one. And, and if you put it in that one spot, how many know I'm preaching right now? Hallelujah. And, and so, you know, uh, so then it, it, if we'll do that, but here, here's the thing. Some of us, we need to declutter spiritually. Because what's happened is some other things have gotten in our lives, Right? that are taking up some space that could be God's space. It could be time for God to work in our lives. Let's get back to our story. Look here in Luke, what it says. But Martha was distracted. I know this doesn't happen to you, but she was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to Jesus, all right, and asked him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? You tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about what? Many 
things. But few things are needed. Or indeed, look at this, check this out. Only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Isn't that amazing? Sitting at the feet of Jesus is a big deal. It's a big deal. And I know we don't get that in our Western culture 2,000 years later, but here's what they did in ancient times. They would literally sit at the feet of people because you couldn't listen to their podcast. Okay, you, you can get them on the internet later or whatever or read their newsletter or, or any of that stuff. So you had to get it live. And so what they would do is they were, they were disciples of other people. And so they'd sit at the feet of the master. They'd sit at the feet of the one who was teaching and they would absorb. And so Mary is not resting. She's not taking a nap here. She's engaging. She's like sucking all the information out and, and putting it into her system. She's downloading everything that Jesus is teaching. And so Jesus says, Martha, Mary's got what matters most. Not that the other stuff's not important. Not that there isn't a time and place for some of that. But we're talking about priorities. We're talking about what's most important important in your life and I'm here to tell you friend when you get to the end of life if you don't know it ahead of time you'll know that the spiritual priorities are the most important they're the most important Watchman Nee said this bring up that quote for me he said to sit down is simply to rest our whole weight our load ourselves our future everything Upon the Lord. We let him bear the responsibility and case to carry it ourselves. The secret is not in walking, but in sitting. Not in doing, but in resting in something done. See, we rest in what he has already done for us. What he's accomplished for us. The people who stand the longest are those who have sat the longest, who have sat at the feet of Jesus. It gives you the strength to stand and having done all to stand. If you want to be able to stand through all the storms of life, friend, I hope your life is great this year. I hope everything turns out for you. I hope everything you touch turns to gold and all, but in case it doesn't, in case some storms come your way, in case some things that you didn't plan for, you didn't prepare for, it wasn't on your agenda, you know what I'm saying? It, you, you, didn't, you didn't anticipate this. In case some of that happens in your life and you need the strength to get through it, you need to declutter your life. Get rid of the stuff that really doesn't matter and sit at the feet of Jesus. Learn and draw strength from Him. We can have our best year yet, write this down, is prioritize my life. I have to prioritize my life. 
Have you ever had food envy? You know what I'm saying? It's like when you're in a restaurant and somebody else orders something different from you. You know what I'm saying? And you look over and you're like, hmm. See, my family knows this moment. When, when they order something different and I look over and I say, hmm, that looks good. Here's what that means. That means my fork is about to come over, all right? Because, see, I feel like I'm paying the bill. I, I, you know, I drove you all here, you know, and, all, and it's in my gas and whatever, you know. So that's my food, too, you know. I, I mean, it's at least a bite of it is mine. Uh, and so I need to, need to taste some of that. And Martha here, she's fixing this awesome meal. And she's like, my low-down, lazy sister sitting over there at the feet of Jesus. You know, somebody's got to put on this dinner. And Jesus, again, let's look at what he said in verse 42. Here's what he said. But few things are needed, Martha, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Mary's found the better portion. Here's my hope for you this year, that you will find what's better. Not what can fill your schedule. There's tons of stuff that can fill your schedule. But what's the best? What's the better? You can spend this year in the details of things that Jesus says don't really matter that much and have an overwhelmed schedule and an underwhelmed soul. One thing, he says, is needed. That's pretty liberating, isn't it? Because that's not where my mind goes. My mind goes to a list of at least ten things I need to accomplish by noon tomorrow. You with me? I got at least 10 things I got to do by tomorrow noon. That's what I think about. And Jesus says, no. No, let me help you. You really only need one thing. And if you'll take care of this one thing and take care of it first, then I'll take care of other things. How many know that's true? Jesus said it like this. He said in Matthew 6, he said, Seek first the kingdom and my righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. In other words, I, I, I own all that other stuff. So when it comes to work and what that's going to look like this year, and the relationship maybe you're in, you're not quite sure about it or whatever. You're looking for a relationship in 2018 or whatever. Or your family's struggling or your finances are uncertain or whatever. In the midst of all that, if instead of getting caught up in details that really, in the scheme of things, may not change anything, what's the most important thing? See, now I want to commend you because already in this first Sunday, you decided to come to church. You decided to be here. Now, here's, here's what my challenge is. Make it a habit. Make it a habit. 
Because I'm telling you something. Something happens to me when I get in this place. Something happens to me when I get in here with all you and we get to worshiping and praising the one same God. And it doesn't matter if it's a new song or it's an old song or it's a whatever song. As long as it's talking about my Jesus, you know. It's talking about the God who redeemed me, who pulled me out of the pit, who lifted me up, who filled me with the power of His Spirit in my life, who gives me way beyond what I deserve every day. Thank God for Jesus in my life. Thank God for mercy and grace and forgiveness and all of His love in my life. And I'm telling you, when I get to worshiping Him and I get in this place, I don't know about you, but I'm going to have a good week. I'm going to have a good week. Now, here's what I'd like for you to do is feel that every week this year. Every week this year. And, I, and, and maybe it's not that. Maybe you already kind of do that. But maybe what you need to do is you need to get in a life group. Or you need to volunteer. You need to give back. I don't know what the next step is for you. Maybe you need to get the Bible on your phone if you don't already have it. And just have it right there, Scripture, every day. And here's the thing, church family. I would rather you'd read one verse every day this year than to go home today all fired up, read a whole chapter or whatever, and then not pick up the Bible again for six months. I'd rather you'd read one verse a day. Let God speak to you, because I'm telling you, a verse a day, keep the devil away. <laughs> I believe if you'll open your heart to him I believe if you'll declutter your life I believe if you'll prioritize Jesus in this year that 2018 can be your best year ever let's pray father thank you for the power of your spirit that speaks so clearly to our hearts and lives maybe some of you are here today and you join me in this thought maybe there's something i need to get out of my life this year maybe there's something you know i don't need to just throw out a sweater or throw out a shirt when i get home and declutter my closet maybe i need to declutter my soul Maybe there's some things that are in there that, that take up so much space and it gives so little room for God in my life. And if you're here today and you'd say, Craig, I don't want anything to clutter up my relationship with God. I don't want anything to distract me, detour me, or, or mess up my walk with Him. I, I want this year to be the walk, uh, the closest walk I've ever had with God. And if that means getting rid of some things, if that means rearranging and reprioritizing my schedule to accommodate for that, then I know when I get to the end of life, I'll be glad I made that choice. And so if you're here today and you say, oh yeah, that's me, Craig. I want anything 
coming between me and God in 2018. I want this to be my best year yet. I want to be closer to Jesus than I've ever been in all of my life. You'd raise your hand right now. Just raise it right up. Just say, yes, that's me. I'm committing to that. Yeah, hands all over this room. Father in heaven, you see our hands in the air. And it's a whole lot easier to put our hand in the air than it is to go out of this place and tell people we're not going to be able to do that. We're not going to be able to do this. Because some of us have been more apt to please people than to worry about pleasing you. And so God, just free us of that. Free us of trying to be a people pleaser. And instead, may this year help us to be a God pleaser. We pray that you'll be pleased with the choices that we make and the time that we spend and all that we commit to and everything that we do this year. And God, I know if we'll do that, we'll have the best year we've ever had. Maybe others of you are here and you just say, Craig, I want to start this new year off right. And for me, what that means is I need to invite God into my life. Because some of you maybe walked away from God. You're, you're like what I was talking about earlier. You, you walked away. You, and maybe because you thought you'd feel bad or, or whatever. And God's here to help you to experience Him. And if you'd be honest enough to say, Craig, I don't have a real experience with God. I don't have that in my life. But I want that. I want in this year to realize God's power in my life. Maybe for the very first time. Or maybe you walked away from God. Whatever the case is. If today you want to make it a turning point in your life spiritually. And commit your life 100% to God. And maybe you've never done this before. But today you mean business. And you want it to happen. Then I want to pray for you. Just between us. Just raise your hand right now. If that's you. Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand down here. God bless you as a couple up here. God bless you over here. God bless you over here. God bless you guys up towards the top. All right. Hands all over this room. So let's pray this together. Church family, help me pray so that these folks who need to pray will pray it out loud. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross for me to pay for all my sin I know I've sinned but today I want to start over so wash away my past free me of my guilt I invite you in I open my heart to you as much as I know how I surrender my life today thank you for accepting me in Jesus name Amen. Come on, somebody. Praise God for those who made that. It's awesome. All right, I'd like for you to stand with me right now. We're going to dismiss in prayer, but I want our prayer partners to come real quickly down here to the front. Stand here across the front. If you need prayer today for any reason at all, sometimes we just need somebody else to pray with us, to pray for us. And if that's you today, maybe because you made a new commitment to God, or maybe because you're struggling in some situation or another, then we want to pray with you and pray for you. So I'm going to pray a prayer of dismissal. If you need to go, you can go. Father, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit in this place. We thank you for what you're doing in this church. 
We ask God that you would be with us this week, that we would be a life changer to somebody else. That, that we'd invite them back with us next week for, for this series. And, and it could be their best year ever because of that. Or, or God, maybe you're going to do something else through our lives this week that will just turn others toward you. But we avail ourselves to you today. And, and for those who need prayer, Holy Spirit, meet them here do miracles even before we leave this place today and we'll give you all praise for it in Jesus name amen God bless you you need to go go ahead you need to come come on down let somebody pray with you pray for you before